Murray, 48-yard field goal attempt. Set to go, snap, ball down, kick up, kick is on the way, and it is good! The Patriots are going to be Super Bowl champions again! Back to back! Three out of four! Let's do it! Patriots. I can't believe it! I can't believe it! They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history! Week one, they're going to roll. It's going to be awesome. There's a winning attitude and a championship attitude that you need to bring every day. And, uh, you know, we had it handed to us on our own field. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's a terrible feeling. And, uh, you know, there's only people that can do something about it in that locker room. And we got to dig a lot deeper than we did tonight because we didn't dig very deep tonight. Well, well, well. We are here with episode two of Title Town. And I think the thing I'm most excited about is to just tell Craig how wrong, wrong, wrong he was oh, God. week one. Just yeah. wrong. Across I mean, the board wrong. I don't feel so bad. I feel as if everyone was wrong. We just, we, like, big we, all of Patriots fandom, we just all, we all whiffed. Team, team included. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone who's really pulling the like, oh, Chiefs are going to pull this one out. I think the spread was nine, and most people were like, ah, I might take the over on that. Yeah, like, oh yeah, That's... trouncing. There was yeah. trouncings being predicted all around. <laughs> yeah. I believe that was the term. I, I realized that the we, I, I'm at a disadvantage uh, as a podcaster because my takes are going to live forever <laughs> in like a digital format that anybody can get to at any time and uh, tell me how freaking wrong and stupid I am. Yeah, we'll pull that up for years to come. Be like, remember this time you were so very wrong? So goddamn wrong. Because no one will remember that the rest of us said it, you know. No, yeah, radio. Not that, recorded. Who's going to like grab an old newspaper and be like, you know. <laughs> A newspaper? <laughs> I said old. Yeah, from like 1924 when people still read the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the late edition, not yeah. the early edition. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news. Uh, well, hey, yeah, like Melissa said, welcome to episode two of uh, Title Town. Uh, my name is Craig Stanton. And I'm Melissa Clark. Finally joining us live at uh, Revival House Recording and Film to uh, to really get into this whole uh, this whole podcast thing. Yeah, I missed last welcome. week because uh, I had a, it took me forever to get to Brighton. I wasn't coming here on <laughs> moving weekend, Alston Christmas. Yeah, no, no, forget about that. Yeah. Um, so Clarky, tell me, uh, what your opening take is from that, uh, pile of poo on Thursday night yeah. in Foxborough. Yeah. I mean, I think general opening take is like, oh, brutal. That was not even a fun game to watch. Um, for me, I think big turning point, I actually was real mad in the first quarter. I didn't even make it to quarter four before I was angry at the loss. I think, that, you know, they, <laughs> they were, hadn't even lost. They hadn't even lost. And I was already like, how dare you? You're messing everything up. You're doing it wrong. Trust me. Uh, oh, in 16, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, basically, that's where they're, I see it coming. Uh, you'll be right. Brady will be retired then. Boom. Lock it um, in. No, I think my opening take is where I got mad. Uh, that fourth down, they're going to convert it when they're up seven nothing and they're in field goal range for me i my philosophy is don't leave points on the table you know you could have gotten three points now you're up two scores instead you turn the ball over momentum shifts the other way and we see where it took us i'm a big momentum superstition kind of believer mm. uh and for me that's a you're just handing them uh some will 
as it were, and as it ended up being. To live? Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, we will see another day. And they did. See, I like the fourth and one call there. I think that's one of those things where it's just, it's all, the, the quality of decision is based entirely on the fact of whether or not you can convert. If, if they convert right there and go up 14-0, everyone is praising Bill Belichick for being ballsy and being assertive and stepping on their throats and all that, like, football stuff. And the Patriots at that point still could have played like dog crap and probably still won. I mean, we've seen that type of game happen all the time where they score in their first possession. The opposing team gets the ball, pees down their leg, gives it right back to the Pats and they score again. And that's just like, well, back it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing makes a team go cry to, on the sideline like uh, playing in Foxborough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not anymore. But we haven't even had the ball and they're already up, you know, yeah, 14, right, right, nothing. Right. But that wasn't what happened. I just think you're so early. You're such a retooled team, which means you have a team that hasn't worked together as seamlessly as they have in the past. And so you don't really know what that Brady-Cooks connection is going to be like. And he doesn't have Edelman, which we know is a little bit of a safety blanket for him. Uh, And I just think, you know, while you're figuring that out, play it safe. And, you know, maybe by week six, that makes more sense to be aggressive and just, you know, crush teams in that first quarter uh, if, if, if we were if we were if this was a video broadcast you would have seen melissa's fist just so crushed teams. <laughs> you also wouldn't be able to listen to what we're saying because you would just see my hands wildly <laughs> flying around uh yeah hopefully by week six they'll uh figure it out for sure yeah, oh and six and they'll just turn it around yeah by that point uh Dwayne allen will have caught his breath from that first route that he ran on the first offensive <laughs> play of the game still sucking wind from running yeah. 25 yards in a straight line i mean oh, oh and six they probably still could win the afc east that's true <laughs> so. that's a good point that's a good point so fourth and one she hates it I hate it i didn't mind it but that's no. okay but you're right you seven seven week, i mean i'm sorry 10 nothing is comfortable right 14 nothing is better Epic. Well, right. And they just but had that touchdown called yeah. back. You know, they were right, up right, that. Right. And so I just think you got to take the points that you'd been fighting for. Yeah. Let's talk about that touchdown that got called back with yeah. my boy, Rob Gronkowski, the absentee tight end, who uh, I believe was two for six, two catches on six targets and was just generally absent. I felt where was that guy? I mean, I even when he I mean, I think he maybe got the wind knocked out of him or something, landed on his shoulder funny, like right after the touchdown, because it was pretty clear, well, the touchdown that wasn't, but it was pretty clear after that reception that he wasn't right. I mean, he was sort of labored through that spike that he was like, I guess, contractually obligated to spike the ball every (laughs) single time. Dunkin' Donuts Uh, contract money. (laughs) He could have just not done it, but okay. Uh, He's like, yeah, I hurt my shoulder on the on the catch but i dislocated three ribs on the spike <laughs> it's, like, it's not worth it man uh but yeah I, I think i i think in the in the case of the patriots offense that has you know they're not lacking for firepower but they're lacking for people who have been in their system and know the offense and are in the the magic brady circle of trust and gronk is is a big the biggest part of that i think and i just uh, he, he just seemed weird. I mean, it, the, the two the two catches on six receptions is one thing, but I just felt like he looked timid. He looked out of it. Like I, I don't know. He wasn't. He wasn't Gronk. Yeah. For for me, I think it makes me wonder. Like, is he really as in that circle of trust as some of the other people? you know, that we've seen be big parts of the Patriots Mm. offense. You know, we know he likes someone that's going to get some yards after the catch. It's going to make that like sideline or close catch the Edelman, Amendola, Chris Hogan. I think even the way they used James White in the Super Bowl last year was totally different. 
you know, in Gronk, I think he'll make the big play and he'll muscle his way through, but he, he isn't always the one that's going to jump up and catch the ball or, you know, get his hands under it at the last second. Like it has to be kind of a good throw for him to get it. So it makes me wonder like how in that circle of trust is he? Yeah. I mean, I feel like he should be in there, right? I mean, he's the, he's the, he's the guy. I mean, he spent more time on the injured reserve than with Brady, though. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, even the even the six targets, I I, I wonder about the six targets. Like, I, I just feel like when the when the offense stalls the way that it had stalled, essentially, and in, in, it felt like almost the entirety of the second half. It's like get to the feed the big guy. You know, he's faster than the big dudes who can muscle him, and he's bigger than the fast dudes who can keep up with them. So it's like, give that guy the ball and see if you can get some yards. I, I just think, I think from like less tangibly though, like I think he looked weird. He looked out of it. I wasn't a fan. He was thinking about his Taylor Swift video and what other crap he's got going on outside. Was he in a Taylor Swift video? Uh, yeah, holding up a sign saying, is it football season yet? Shit. Catch up. <laughs> <laughs> so in a moment, you're going to hear us talk to uh, Mike Dussault. He runs a blog called patspropaganda.com. We want to get his insights uh, to this week one <clears throat> trouncing <laughs> of the Kansas City Chiefs, by the Kansas City Chiefs, rather. And I want to hear what he thinks about week two. Are you scared for week two? Are we going to get lit up at the Superdome? No. Hard no. Hard no. Going for cool. it. Cool. Next just question. It I mean, you you were so wrong week one. I figured just my turn, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that Bill Belichick lives for this kind of game. Yeah, you know, game. losing one at home, you're, you just unfurled the fifth banner. And for him, I think that gives him that firepower when he's coaching and when he's talking to the team and like what his message is going to be throughout this week. You know, and I think, I hope, I guess, that they're going to come out there just guns a-blazing, ready to show why they were the Super Bowl champs last year and why they're ready to repeat this year. Yeah, see, I think that they're going to, I think they're going to try to have guns blazing, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I worry more about the defense on that in, in this matchup where it's like defense look out of sorts. I mean, it, it, once Hightower went out, it was like, it was like chickens with their head cut off. Yeah. I, I mean, they were strapped a little bit. They got the injury bug hit them and that's hard when it happens in mm-hmm. the first game. Losing Dante Hightower certainly had an impact. And yeah, the defense looked terrible. They were like Swiss cheese. People just getting right through them. But I think, New Orleans game is likely to be a shootout. You know, I don't know that for the sure. Saints are known for their killer defense either. Uh, so <laughs> too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, I think they have been in the past. Um, no, I think you know. It's, it, certainly, Brady will be in his element if he can kind of run him and gun him. Go for two for there. Uh, finger guns, folks. Yeah, <laughs> we have finger guns. So you think it's going to be a shootout, but you yeah. think it's going to be a Patriots victory? Yeah. I think ultimately gotcha. he finds his targets. Gotcha. He has another week to work with the full week, actually, to work with Dorsett. And I wonder, you know, what impact can he have on that offense? You want to talk about someone that's fast? Mm. You know, the guys like they were showing him what compared to Olympic runners and yeah, yeah, yeah. Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt's yeah. back pocket would have been like a silver medalist. No, that wasn't Philip Dorsett. That oh. was the other guy. No, oh. cut this whole part. Tyree Kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think it'll be a shootout, and I also think it's. It is. It would be classic Patriots to have a really bad game and then mm-hmm. turn it around and have a really good game. I mean, it's classic onto Cincinnati, like let's yeah, blow doors. Yeah. Which also was a the following game. week. But I also think it's classic Patriots to win when you have a lead in the fourth quarter at home on opening night. Like we are outside of the territory of like typical behavior. So I'm. I don't know. I. I. I 
I'm nervous. Oh, nervous. I'm not nervous. They're still going to win the AFC East and go to the AFC Championship. Yeah, game. I mean, what the Jets, this is why people, Jets are going to make This people hate Patriots fans. They get blown out on their home turf on opening it. We're like, yeah, but I mean like Super Bowl, right? Let's yeah. really, let's let's wait to be concerned until We're February. all like, well, that's okay because we really didn't want that 19-0 talk anyway. Yeah, no, you have people, I mean, I, I can be convinced that it's a good thing that like, hitting some adversity is like good it's like no yeah no this is good because now like the 16 and 0 stuff's out of their head and blah, 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 yeah blah. they'll work harder now they've got something to fight for they yeah, need to the prove whole, yeah i yeah everybody's all, voice gets all growly yeah. like that yeah <laughs> yeah suddenly we're all nfl films narrators <laughs> when we're talking about it uh, yeah i think that it you know it sounds cliche but it is better for them like you don't want to just go out there and roll teams because one you need a challenge to prove you know where your opportunities are and to be able to kind of take advantage of improving on those before you get up against those good teams in January Um, and I think for Matt Patricia it's a big week like how does he get that defense functioning and working and um, you know stopping somebody that would be anybody phenomenal just just anyone at all pick one person (laughs) and like make them not do something that's fine um uh, you know, and I think the challenge is in front of them now in New Orleans. Certainly, they're a good team. I don't know that they're an amazing team. Drew Brees uh, is getting would say older. Definitely not. But that's their that's their bread and butter. It's those home games in the, in the Superdome. That mm-hmm. crowd's going to be jacked up. It's their home opener, I believe. I think they were on the road. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yesterday. Yeah, we'll see. So in in a moment here, we're going to get Matt Dussault's thoughts on this, and he, you know, knows what he's talking about. So he'll. Make well, sure we get the yeah. players' names right and talk about than who's faster than, than who and all that stuff. So <laughs> He's fast. That's all we need to know. Yeah, that dude's wicked fast. <laughs> Did you see the graphic on the screen? He was right behind you saying ball. He's <laughs> yeah. just running super fucking far. Yeah. Um, okay, so enjoy the interview. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is Titletown. All right, so we are being joined by Mike Dussault of PatsPropaganda.com. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Uh, I wish I, well, I'd be doing better if the Patriots hadn't gotten blown out last Thursday night, but, uh, you know, we'll make do. Yeah, that's true. Thanks for joining us either way. Let us know your thoughts. What was your, what was your biggest, uh, biggest takeaway from week one? Well, I mean, I think not surprisingly, there's been a lot of overreaction to it, uh, you know, and, and having a few days to kind of go back and look at it without the emotion. I mean, it's yeah, they, they got beat pretty bad, but, you know, they were they were winning going into the fourth quarter. So it's not like they got blown out. Um, you know, there's certainly some issues on defense um, that were extremely uncharacteristic, you know, giving up that many points, giving up the big plays. Um, but, you know, I think it's par for the course when you look at September games under Belichick sometimes they're up and down there's some experimentation going on uh, the result was unfortunate but you know I don't think that there's uh, you know that this team's fallen off a cliff or anything like that there, there's still plenty to build off of and uh, I think they'll be okay in the long run so you're assuming the uh, don't panic this is just an early early September stumble position I mean that's you know look this is what the Patriots have defined themselves with you know it hasn't been 15 straight years of 19 and 0 seasons you know it's it's always the team is always undergoing changes uh, and what makes this run so remarkable is that you know kind of no matter who they've lost or you know who's gone down to injury or scheme adjustments or all that kind of stuff you know and, and no matter how many times people say oh this is it you know they always seem to bounce back and you know that's not always going to be the case but you know I don't really see any signs that suddenly this is incredibly different than what we've seen in the past in terms of just how they kind of roll in the in the, in September. It's really just an extension of the preseason. And, uh, you know, look, it wasn't a great game and, and there's plenty to be pissed about. But at the same time, I just there, there's no issues that I see showing up on film that makes me think that this team is suddenly going to be the one that 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 totally falls apart. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Well, so my opening take on the show today was regarding uh, one Rob Gronkowski and his, I think, virtual absence from uh, from that game on Thursday night. What do you think about Gronk? Where where was he? Sure. Well, I mean, he did have you know two third down catches and that you know I thought were were important catches, um, you know, especially one late in the in the game. Uh, but you know, he had Eric Berry basically all over him the whole game until Eric Berry got hurt. Uh, so I think it's easy to forget that. Gronk kind of broke his back last year and, you know, and had his, his future think, in doubt. I don't think he would say kind of. Um, I think he would say I broke my back last year. Yeah, you know, another back surgery is never a good thing. And, and I mean, a lot of us felt like he was kind of at a career crossroads and then all of a sudden, no, oh, he's going to be ready for the offseason and he'll be ready for training camp. And here he is and he's working with Alex Guerrero and he looks trim and stuff. So, you know, it wasn't his best game. Um, but I, at the same time, he had a great player covering him who was all over him all night. And, uh, you know, he did come through with a couple big catches was it the kind of game we're used to seeing where Gronk's just dominant no uh but there'll be time to work up to that you remember when he came back from injuries in the past they usually wouldn't even put him out there they'd ease him into things and instead you know they just kind of threw him right to the fire so um we'll, we'll see I mean I don't think I don't think it's uh suddenly Rob Gronkowski's lost it uh but you know of course everybody everybody kind of had a bad game and, and could have been better so it's easy to easy to point out you know that there were some issues right right did you feel like body language wise he was a little off. I feel like they they cut to him on the sideline at, at a couple points, even early in the game. I mean, before it was before it was really looking grim. I felt like he was just a little like just I don't know disengaged might be the word, sort of like zoned out. He just didn't seem like himself. What did, did you do? You pick up on any of that or think any of that? Uh, you know, I was I was at the game, so I didn't really see uh, much of the uh, of the sideline shots and, and kind of that stuff. And then and then I really just reviewed the the all twenty two, which you know again doesn't really show the close ups of the reaction. So it's hard for me to to, to really comment on that. Um, you know, I, I don't know for for Rob Gronkowski to suddenly you know be unhappy and, and not playing passionate football that would certainly be concerning. But um, you know, again, I think it was just kind of a flat game for everybody. And I think everybody was kind of getting frustrated. And, you know, it's a new kind of uh, twist on the offense that that's going to take a little bit of time to work out. So so maybe there was some of that. But I mean, Gronk's a big kid. I think he loves playing football. So I, I'd be surprised if there's some kind of attitude issue going on there. Gotcha. Uh, so switching over to the other side of the ball and looking at the defense. I think it is safe to say that that was definitely not a strong suit for the Patriots last week, particularly once Hightower was out of the game. Do you see the defense being able to play at a high level without Hightower there? Um, And what are your thoughts about the rumors of Ninkovich possibly making a comeback? Sure. I mean, look, I would always welcome Rob Ninkovich back. Um, I was fortunate enough to be at his retirement ceremony, which was really a, a cool experience to be part of that, that press conference and sit in on that. Uh, he's been a, a player that I've loved uh, since I started the blog back in, in 2010. So, of course, would welcome him back. And, of course, they could, you know, find a use for him. Um, it's just a question of, you know, when he spoke during his retirement, his body not backing, bouncing back quite as quickly. And, I mean, I think it's understandable once the season starts and training camp's over that he's kind of getting the itch to come back. Um, um, they could certainly use him. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if uh, if, if the depth requires that. Um, I think their bigger issue now is stand-up linebacker, and that kind of feeds into Hightower. Um, we knew all along that he's the key player on the defense, um, and it's it's surprising to see kind of how 
fast the linebacker squad has fallen. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and so if they're without Hightower, uh, it's going to be a serious concern. You saw Jordan Richards in there at outside linebacker, which I don't know what the hell's going on there. It's some kind of experiment, I hope. Um, <laughs> but I think that also speaks to Shane McClellan should have been in there. That, w- that was really probably his spot, and it was just more desire to get more athletic up front. But, you know, again, it's it's Jordan Richards, a guy who, who barely played last year and, you know, is in his third year. It seems like they're trying to find a role for him. But the biggest takeaway for me on defense, and I, I wrote a, a piece on this over the weekend uh, on, on my site, Pass Propaganda, was uh, the biggest problem for me was first down. I mean, that's where they gave up three of their huge plays was right on first down. So, you know, I, every time the defense has a bad game and obviously they gave up a ton of points, everybody's like, oh, where's the pass rush? But, you know, I think it's a, it's a specific situation where you're talking about pass rush on first down when they have, you know, usually two or three big defensive tackles out there. The pass rush on third down actually looked pretty good, I thought, with the rookie uh, rookies, Adam Butler, as well as Dietrich Wise. Um, but, you know, it's those first downs. And I think that's where it starts. And it just kind of speaks to how many different things Kansas City was able to do. Uh, a lot of pre-snap motion, which requires adjustments. You've got Kyle Van Noy, who's now in the middle of the defense, kind of running the communication. And there were plenty of miscommunications and not only in the front, but also in the back end with Devin McCourty. Um, you know, so I think those are the biggest things you look, the glaring mistakes are the, are the big plays. You take away those big plays and, and the Patriots are probably, you know, have a very good chance to win that game. Uh, you know, so I think the, the, it's, it's, it's really actually a pretty fine line between getting blown out in this one and actually having the Patriots win the game. Um, but I think all these issues are correctable. They're just fundamental stuff. Communicate, be in the right defense. I think there are some personnel experimentations that need to kind of evolve a little bit in terms of getting Jordan Richards out of there. Maybe I think it's more moving Van Noy to the weak side linebacker and maybe using David Harris or Landon Roberts a little more. Um, but all the issues that I saw defensively, it all just comes down to winning on first down, taking away the big plays, and, and they'll be fine. So do you think, let's say, just hypothetically, hopefully hypothetically, that Hightower, Hightower goes down for the season? I mean, he has been a player who is a little injury prone in his career. Do you think, do you think that that is something that they could recover from, or do you think that if, if, if that linchpin falls, they're just toast? Well, I don't think they're ever going to be toast just because they're such a well-coached football team. And, you know, I mean, of course, he's he's one of your best players. But, I mean, you know, really, I thought he was mostly invisible in the game, even when he was in there. Uh, the biggest fear has always been losing Hightower. I mean, he's, he's your most talented linebacker on that, on that kind of second level, and he's a physical player out on the edge when he's there. Um, so... It, it would be a huge blow to lose him. And, and we've kind of known that all along. And, you know, my biggest concern of the offseason was kind of bringing in reinforcements for him it's because he does, you know, tend to, he plays physical. And, you know, by the end of the season, he needs to be managed a little bit. You look at, you know, he barely played in the AFC Championship. Well, I mean, maybe he played about half the snaps, but, you know, still for a player like him, you, you'd expect to be out there every down, um, you know, needed to be managed. So he's a critical player. I, I mean, I, I think there's, there's no replacing him, especially on the roster. But, I mean, I think it's also important to to remember that roster building with this team is ongoing into the season and uh you know they're probably going to pick up one to two more defensive players that are going to come in and probably contribute significantly to the defense it's hard to say who those guys will be just now but i think they'll take the next first few weeks to kind of experiment see what they have see where their weaknesses are and then bring in the reinforcements where they're needed all right Give me your take on the on the fourth and one attempts. Now, Clarky hated it in her opening take. She told us about how uh, she hates leaving points on the board, and that makes sense. I actually didn't mind it. I mean, I obviously would have preferred that they executed, but um, tell us what you thought about the fourth and one attempts early in that game. 
Yeah, it's hard to, I mean, Belichick's always been an aggressive coach. I mean, I don't think anybody was surprised. I felt like the situations kind of warranted it. And again, kind of going back to the experimentation of September, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge to his team to say, you know, all right, guys, it's a fourth and one. We need this. Let's go out there and, and, and get it, you know, and, and you look at had those two plays gone, you know, had they converted to a first down, it's probably a much different outcome than it was. So, of course, it hurts. But at the same time, I think you want an aggressive coach. You want and you want to see a team get challenged. And now they fell short on those. They've got something to prove. And, you know, it wasn't all terrible in the short yardage situations that that one did stand out. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, prefer aggression, aggression in those kind of situations. And it's just too bad it didn't work out. But something to build off of for sure and something to prove. If you were if you were in Josh McDaniel's shoes in that moment, do you call the QB sneak there? I mean, that's a that's a as close to an automatic play for the Patriots as they have. What do you think about that? Yeah, oh, I mean, I think they actually asked Brady about that on the radio this morning, oh, yeah. and he said that you know based on the look where they stacked the center of the line, it just it just didn't look like it was there. Um, so I, I think that you know that obviously we <laughs> we all hold our breath and then you know assume that he's just going to get it, but uh, I don't know. Might have been might have been an interesting situation. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe next time they flip it to the outside. <laughs> yeah, well, good for you. I gave you the opportunity to be, to be Captain Hindsight there, and, <laughs> and you took the high oh, road. I love it. It's respectable. Um, so tell us your tell us your week two predictions. Now I, I've I've heard a lot of talk. I mean, even before uh, the Thursday night game of you know it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a a, a a run and gun in the Superdome against the Saints. What do you think? What do you think the week two is going to look like for the Pats? Yeah, I mean, I, I expect the defense will improve. And I mean, it's just, again, especially against Drew Brees in this offense, it comes down to just not giving up big plays. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some sustained drives. And that's and that's what the Patriots are kind of OK with their defensive philosophy, forcing you, you know, to take the short passes and continuously execute. And, you know, that all falls apart when they give up big plays, especially big scoring plays. Um, so I, I expect that they'll be better, you know, and I expect that schematically they match up better with the Saints than they did with the Chiefs is the Chiefs ran so many gadgets, you know, the 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 shovel passes, the wildcat, there was so much to prepare for. Uh, and the Patriots defense was, you know, just not, it's a critical on the Patriots defense, the style that they play, communication. Every time Eric Mangini said, you know, when he played against the Patriots, when he was with the Browns, one of the things they tried to do was just to run so much pre-stat motion that the Patriots young defense back at that point in 2010, mm-hmm. you know, all had to communicate. So every motion, there's 11 communications that need to happen. Uh, and I felt like the Chiefs kind of took advantage of that a little bit as well. Um, so I don't think that there's any secret really with Drew Brees, at least as far as Belichick goes. They know the kind of defense that they're going to have to play, which is, you know, for sure taking away the deep ball. And I mean, I'm sure they're going to get it drilled into them all this week about, you know, making sure the communication is correct and that you're not, you know, getting burned over the top. And if they really, if they just do that, I can see the Patriots doing enough for the game where they can put it away in the fourth quarter instead of, you know, totally falling apart. Yeah, get those safeties back. Everybody just back up. <laughs> Keep it all in front of you. Back the F up. I mean, we saw it in 2012 with, you know, they were just terrible through through the deep stuff. But, you know, back then's when you have Tavon, Tavon Wilson was back there as a rookie. And, you know, Devin McCourty was, you know, still, is he a corner? Is he a safety mm-hmm. now? Um, you know, they're a much better team than they showed, especially against the deep balls. And, and, I mean, really, it's just, it's surprising. And, you know, in a way, I almost feel like this loss is just like, it's a palate cleanser. We were all so hyped up about 28-3 and the five Super Bowls and everything. And this was just like a firm slap in the face right off the bat saying, 
This isn't that team. This isn't that season. Uh, They're going to have to figure out their own way. Yeah, and I think that can, you know, in a lot of the uh, most successful seasons the Patriots have had, they've had that, that, you know, slap in the face, punch in the mouth game. You know, Seattle last year was one of those. The Kansas City game in 2014 was another one where it's like, hey. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, you know, you look at them losing to the Cardinals at home in 2012, a Cardinals team that went on to do nothing. You know, it's oh, just, Christ, it, yeah. it's like Cardinal rule. It's just never get too worked up about a September, uh, about a September loss or a weird performance, you know, where they, you know, give up 30 plus points to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the bills or, <laughs> you know, those kind of weird games always just seem to happen. Um, but you know, I've long since stopped trying to talk people off a ledge after every time something Patriots, doesn't go exactly as planned. Uh, you know, people just enjoy far too much jumping off the bridge so i can i just let them and you know i could kind of give some perspective but you know at the same time that's what you know football is and what people like doing is uh you know overreacting to wins and losses totally totally that's part of the fun though uh so your week two yeah. prediction is shootout we're in it in the fourth quarter and what do you think coin flip at that I, point or you think the pats pull it out no i I think the Patriots give up under 20 points and I think they score over 30, which was kind of, you know, their, their MO. I mean, I, I could see, I could see the Saints getting up to 20, 20 to 25, but I just expect a Patriots team that's going to go on the road. They're going to be focused. And, you know, I think we'll see a real bounce back effort, uh, especially on defense where, you know, I think it's, it's amazing. You know, people can look at how it looked on those fourth quarter plays where it was pretty ugly, but it it can really turn around quite quickly, especially in a defense like this, when everybody's kind of on the same page and doing the right thing, all of a sudden the defense can look a lot, lot better. Um, And, you know, I'll be, I'll be excited to see if they can win on those first downs. Like I talked about where they were just gashed over and over on first, first down. Uh, If they can win on those downs, they'll be able to be in a position on third down where they can unleash those rookie pass rushers a little bit more. I thought Trey Flowers looked outstanding despite the loss the other night. He picked up just where he left off. He was disruptive. He's just so athletic and hard to get a hand on. He just keeps pursuing the ball. Um, If you give those guys a chance to be successful... I think they're really gonna they're, they're really gonna show market improvement against the Saints, and then you just got to think Brady's gonna be licking his chops against that Saints defense, and and you know ready to just really put the pressure on them uh, through the air. And, and I mean, he's still got the weapons despite you know all that he's lost. Got it. All right, Saints under twenty. Pats put thirty plus on the board. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Everybody, stay calm. Mike Dussault of PatsPropaganda.com says, "Chill out. Exactly. It's no big deal." I love it. Cool. Uh, well, that's all I've got for you, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate it, and we'd love to have you back sometime in the future. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it anytime. All right. Take it easy, bud. Okay, bye. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. A big thank you to Mike Dussault from patspropaganda.com. Uh, we will see you all next week after a hopeful win mm. in the Superdome. Um, and good luck to the Patriots in week two. See you next week.